0: Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level.
1: It's time to level up.
0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we're going to take a trip down memory lane with the episode titled, Do You
1: Remember? Yeah, I was reflecting on this the other day. Um, I think I was watching on someone's story, a few memories pop up that they were sharing from growing up. And obviously, you know, if you're in that late 20s realm, you're really going to be able to resonate with some of the things. I'm still, I'm smiling, thinking about it because it just brings (laughs) back so much warmth in me of like how much the world's changed, but then also just like how much we've changed. But yeah. before we get into it, I thought we could have a little bit of a check-in, a bit of a life update. We have so many exciting things coming up um, in the next couple of weeks, one of them obviously being the um, WBFF April show. That would mark 12 months since obviously the last one. That's when we were on the Gold Coast together and we did the catch-up on the couch episode. Was that Oh, then? my
0: God. Yeah, I don't think I've seen you in real life since. Was that what? the last time we caught up? I really think it is. It was. Wow. Wow. One year. I'm going to give you the biggest cuddle.
1: Oh my God. It feels like I see you all the time though. I feel like Zoom is so great for that. Like there's so many people that I feel like I haven't met in real life, but you see all the time on Zoom. So it doesn't feel real.
0: You forget. Yeah. So you're making a full week out of it, aren't you guys?
1: Yeah. So we're going down the Tuesday to Tuesday and we've got um, like all of our coaches coming down to stay with us because we have, I have one client um, competing in the show Mm. and there's like 25 of us going down to like watch her compete. So we're making like the whole weekend out of it.
0: Get the squad down. That's so good. And that's what we want to see. Like the best part about those shows is just the communities that come Mm. out of it. So from last year, it was just you and I, now you've got a whole
1: squad going down. That's epic. I know things change so much, but as you mentioned, like for anyone that is coming up to the show or competing or anything, like the best part of competing is the experience that you get from it and the Mm. people that you meet. Like, I don't know about you, Danny, but Shoday was like the least favorite thing for me. Like, I'm so excited about the process. I'm so excited about connecting with all the people that you meet on Instagram or any other form of social media. Uh, And the connections that you make, I mean, like, we wouldn't be here if, like, we didn't go through that process ourselves.
0: That's right. That's right. I mean, to get to the stage, it's amazing, but it is very hard. I mean, all the other stuff's so fun. And that's why you know, you and I still go to all of the shows because we're so embedded in the community and we just love seeing everyone and cheering people on and it's just a fun time. So yeah, yeah it gets me to so it. hyped.
1: Like you go there and you're in the crowd. I lose my voice nearly every time. Do you remember last time?
0: Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. And then we still had to record and your voice was like gone. Oh, it
1: was trash. It was luckily, luckily we are only on the lapel mics then. Oh, good old lapel. Uh, the classic was when you
0: and I were peeing in the toilets and then like, there was a girl waiting outside. Being, oh, like, yeah. I recognized your guys' voice from the podcast because <laughs> you and I are just chatting like normal as you do
1: when you're peeing with your friend. Um, oh, that was a classic. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but how has your training been so far? Like, how's things going for you in in Danny's mm. world? Oh, I feel like I'm at that point where I'm just juggling too many things. Like,
0: and you know how you just get to that point. I'm mm. definitely at that point now because even the smallest of tasks seemed to just be so hard. And I was just telling you before, it took me three turns to book the flights to the Gold Coast just because I was so scrambled. And then yesterday, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go to bed at 8.30. (laughs) and just put myself to bed before I do damage. Like Because I noticed you had one of those days as well. You washed your hair with Luke's body wash and you just (laughs) have those days. Um, I think I'm a little bit heightened because I've got so much exciting things going on. I've got my first seminar in a year. Um, and I'm low-key fucking nervous (laughs) like just because it's so exciting but it's been that long Um, so like that anticipation like a kid waiting for Christmas you're like oh my god Um, and then yeah so all that exciting stuff's happening got the seminar going to the Gold Coast for the show and then the seminar that weekend Um, uh, we're in the process of opening a new gym we're doing the app so many amazing things that I kind of have to go okay It's all really cool. And you've all put this on your plate, but just practice relaxing. Yeah. Practice mindfulness. Because I've been down this path before when I was competing and it was a disaster. You're just Mm. not present. You're in fight or flight. So I'm going back to those old habits like, okay, Danny, you're thinking too much about the future now. Try and come back. Try and just stare at, you know, your immediate surroundings and and try not to think of something. And I feel like I've said that as my homework a few times, but now Mm. I'm really trying to find these anchors that are like, you're allowed to be excited, you're allowed to be nervous, but, you know, sometimes it makes you feel a bit sick in the stomach and I'm getting to that point and like, okay, deep
1: breath. Mm. That's me. (laughs) Do you feel as though there's anything that you've let go of or haven't um, sort of stuck to uh, as much, Recently, that sort of provoked that for you. That sort of fast-paced busyness, not being able to see it, be mindful. Like, what's what are you bringing back in?
0: Yeah, awesome question. I really appreciate it. But um, I think it's just a compounding effect of of letting go of small things. Like, I don't know, maybe just just trying to do too much and be too much for other people as well. Because you know, when you have staff and when you have So many people in DMs and you just want to help everyone. But Mm. to use our favorite phrase, my cup is getting pretty empty. Um, And then, you know, throw in your period and then the anxiety kicks in and it's just been a bit of a hot mess. Um, But I know I do it to myself and it's always a learning experience. But Mm. I think just I'm just going to have more me time for this week, get the first seminar out of the way. Like in a good way, not that I'm regretting doing it, but you know how you get nervous for something? You just need that event to happen and then you don't have to keep thinking about
1: it type thing. Yeah, (laughs) Well said. I think um, the first reassurance I want to give you is sometimes we can feel um, anxious, but it might actually be excitement. Like what you said, you're like, Mm. oh, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Like sometimes I remind myself, I'm like, am I anxious or am I excited? Because physiologically, it's going to show up in the same way. And when I recognize it like that, I get to choose you know Mm. so i get to choose to be crippled and pull back from anxiety or move forward to something Mm. that's exciting me so when you can reframe it like that um it it allows you to be like no i'm just bumped and then you can move forward and and do the task yeah Um, but the other thing like as well when you're saying like oh those one percenters i know we say often like oh these one percenters like go for your walk keep your steps do your meditation whatever it might be those one percenters but they're, to me they're more than one percent like the more mm. that i think about it and i reflect on it they're like the gatekeeper to everything else that can happen Mm. so if we say oh it's just a one percent like hitting my step count it's just a small thing if we think it's small then it's almost like we take away the importance of it Mm. the same with like our training sessions or hitting our macros or communicating or having time off work like if we see them as just small little things um then we don't respect them as much and they can sort of have this domino effect as well so like we start doing ticking boxes and Mm. all of a sudden it it gets easier makes life easier rather than harder so it's really important that when we go through these phases we sort of zoom out take a step back and go what one percenters have i let go um that i need to bring back in because it's going to have a ripple effect on my productivity and you know when you're in prep for example Mm. and it's like it it should be harder but things seem easier because you're sort of small promises to yourself and you're showing up and you're doing the little things even though perhaps you don't have more time back Mm. it's just that you're sticking and keeping those tiny little promises to yourself and it has a like a ripple effect into other areas of your life that's i love
0: that so maybe rather than one percent is non-negotiables
1: Yeah, boundaries
0: boundaries and i think with competing as well people say it's a selfish quote unquote but that's probably why we are so energized because we do have more boundaries so i think that's that's really important
1: as well yeah, for sure, for sure. And we all have these sorts of things. And there's also this stigma too, like with coaches and personal trainers and anyone uh, really in a, a position of authority that we've got it all together all the time, right? And it, Yeah. I, just, I couldn't. Like, I can't think anything that's the opposite, really. Like, sometimes we're holding so much space for other people and we're looking after so many other people and it's really important that, like, for you, Danny, myself, like, everyone else that's a coach, I'm speaking to all the coaches here, Mm. you know, that you have spaces where you're not leading where you're not the coach where you can be coachable where you can be a client where you can be led there is like you know when sometimes you're like god damn it Luke just pick the movie like just tell me where we're going for dinner (laughs) yeah
0: 100% oh I can't do it like
1: in in business I make all the big decisions and in my home life I'm like Just tell me what I'm eating. Hundred
0: (laughs) percent, man. I feel that you gotta have that balance. Like, but
1: the reason why I
0: I was sharing that, we still get nervous for things. We're still human, and yeah, as you said, from the outside, it might look like everyone's got everything together. But you know, the higher you climb, if I'm using analogies, Mm. you're gonna do scarier things, and that's still gonna make you feel a certain way. And Mm -hmm. we're humans and that's why you and I were so transparent here because you know no one's ever alone so yeah we look on the outside and say oh they must always, yeah, have mm. their shit together or never get nervous with things. No, like we yeah. feel things too. We are human.
1: Yeah. I still remember one time um, I was actually competing overseas and it was like my first world show. Mm. Um, and I was doing my first, it was my first pro show actually. And I remember mum saying to me before, like the, the day before or the morning of, I can't even remember what it was. She goes, don't get nervous, like going on stage in a bikini. And I was like, yeah, yep. Yeah. Mm. Like, I do, but that's okay. Like, Mm. as I always say, fake it till you make it. Like, no one's going to be able to read your nerves unless you express it at the end of the day. And I'm a big fan of just, like, you know, not, like, putting on a front, but, like, generating a persona so that you can step into the person that you want to be because whenever you're going to that next level like you said it's all there's always going to be like hesitation and discomfort whether you're getting on your instagram story for the first time or Mm. you're stepping on a stage in front of thousands of people like it's all relative to where you're up to so that discomfort as annoying as it is it never actually goes away like Mm. you said Danny, we still get uncomfortable in a lot of the things that we do it's just because discomfort is relative
0: yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I need to keep telling myself when I get in this state, like I don't need to be anyone else yep. at all. I don't owe anyone anything. I'm just here doing my best. And that's what I want everyone to remember. Like you're a unique individual. Your clients come to you for you. Mm. Like our clients come to us for us. We don't need to be anyone else. But sometimes I do find myself slipping into that you know, oh, maybe I need to learn more quickly or study more or do this. And yeah, there's a time and a place. But like at the end of the day, people come for your personality. They come for your jokes. They come for your energy as well. So yeah, it's always a good reminder that, you don't need to be anyone else.
1: Yeah. And when you've got that high achieving trait as well, or if you're like a, you know, a Tim Ferriss fanatic, you know, if you're anyone that consumes that style of content, you're always going to have that expectation of yourself Mm. that you can do a little bit more. And that's a great thing to have because it's what, it's that high achieving aspect that's going to make you push yourself into uncomfortable scenarios rather than seeking just, you know, being comfortable. Mm. It's a great trait to have, but like you said, if you if we can let go of that um, perfectionism that has to come with those high expectations, then it allows you just to have that white belt mentality and embrace being a beginner and almost just have fun with it. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, who cares if I don't, you know, do a good job? Let's just get some of the shit reps out of the way anyways because mm-hmm. the longer that I can stick with this, the better I can get. And I'm sure the same that you feel about like public speaking, for example, mm. like how daunting is that the first time? You can't even hide some of the nerves that you've got.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of being on stage where the moment you stop and think about what you're doing is oh. when it can de- right? Like this podcast is easy. I could do this, you know, all day, every day, and it's just the best, but yeah. it's a little bit different. But I love it because you, as you said, you tap into that different persona, you sort of pump your tires up a bit, you got to give yourself a pep talk, and you go up and you put on the show. And but that's what I love about it. And then I posted an analogy that's so generic, but I, it just resonated with me about. You know, what would you choose going on a roller coaster or the merry go rounds? And us high achievers, we live for the roller coaster, but with it comes the lows. And I think Mm. it's good to practice getting out of lows because we can be on the highs all day, every day, but then we get rattled if a low comes. Well, that's where we transform that's where we have to have hard conversations with other people with ourselves you know we we can relate to other people who are going through similar things like you Mm. can't have the high without the
1: low so yeah we're on the right aren't we Whenever you think about the things that are big achievements or that you're proud of or, like, successes for you, it's usually at the end of some sort of adversity or challenge as well. Mm. Like, when you think of the things that you're proud of, like, if everyone can think of, like, their biggest achievement this year or in the last couple of years, like, think what happened just before it. Was it lockdowns? Was it COVID? Was it getting sick? Was it injury? You know, then you come mm. back stronger. So if we can mm. learn to see the adversity or the dips in the roller coaster as, like, cool, what goes down must come up up right what comes up must come down we can ride that wave and not resent it when things don't go to plan it's just like cool let's change gears who knows what door this could open who knows what new avenue what new opportunity um, or what direction this can actually lead me in
0: yeah. And I always have to sort of remember okay, one day we're going to be really old, tomorrow, hopefully, will be, <laughs> you know. And then when you look yeah. back on your life, are you going to regret not taking those chances? And 100% mm-hmm. you'll regret not taking yeah. any action. You don't want to get to that point and be like, I sh- wish I did this. I should have done that. Yeah. What if I um, had that conversation? What if I yeah. did that thing? You know, we yeah. just got to do it.
1: I know we spoke about this in a previous episode, but something that like scares the hell out of me is just like, regret like that mobilizes the shit out of me because I used to work in palliative care like quite a while ago and that perspective for me just being like we're all going to end up towards the end of our life like Mm. elderly and not being able to do much and that's that's just the end of it so like Mm. we are so young and I used to think like creeping up towards our 30s daddy I used (laughs) to think 30 was old yeah and now I'm like nah like you still got so much more life and this is when like all the great stuff happens. Like you've gotten rid of all the insecurities and shit that you have in your early 20s towards the late end of your 20s and then starting in your 30s. Like you can see so much more opportunity. And I just think like in another 10, 20, 30, 40 years' time, like are you going to be able to look back and be like, cool. Like I utilised all the opportunities and chances, et cetera, and the the opinions of other people and things that I was scared of. Really, at the end of the day, it's the opinions of other people that hold us back more than anything. Yeah, that's Um, true. If we can let go of that, like, what is that going to matter in sixty? Mm. Oh, That's what regrets going to be built from is like listening That's to true. other people's opinions and stopping you from doing what you want to.
0: Yeah, and you're going to look back and the things that you would lose sleep over, or even as a kid, you'd lose sleep over what someone called you in the playground. Yeah, your first boyfriend, you know, so-and-so called me this in the school playground. You look back and go, I was so sick over it at the time, but then, you know, you just keep, it's not a problem when you get older. Yeah, Um, And that's what we need to remember too. And often our problems, they're only the biggest to us because we're like the lead role in our life. But no one else cares, to be honest no one else cares if I'm nervous to do something like they're just worried about themselves. So it's like when you, when you're watching competitors, on stage most of the people in the audience aren't thinking about you they're thinking about I'm hungry I'm
1: tired oh my god I, I wish I my this. friend they're just thinking about themselves yep. yeah yeah so it's so true right. and it's the same with like when we did that episode on gym anxiety you know we're also fixated yeah. and worried about what other people are you know looking we, it feels like everyone's looking at you when you've got anxiety to be honest and when you're mm. nervous of course that's what our body does to us it's gonna dilate your pupils it's gonna make you yeah, look around it's gonna make you fixate you notice all the little things mm. little comments that 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 wouldn't get to you, get to you, those sorts of things. Um, whereas if we stream out and we go, no one cares, like that is so <laughs> liberating. It's just, a- like post the content, no one no one cares. scroll past anyways, like
0: literally, it's,
1: I think that's so empowering. Like, I think that's so empowering. Cause I think sometimes we can get in our heads and we can be oh, like, oh, yeah. better not do that. Like with the opinion of someone else, blah, 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 blah. And I always, um, like to myself, like if I'm nervous about doing something, if I feel a little bit of like, oh, I shouldn't say I do it. Cause I've that's like good. got enough experience that when I do it, it's like a positive result. Like it's never yeah. usually negative. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to be able to really like do a U-turn and like trust your own gut when it comes to those sorts of decisions.
0: A hundred percent. No, thanks for all that um, reflection. It, it always <laughs> feels good talking about stuff. And that's half the reason why we do this. Yeah. So you have obviously shared a lot about what you've been doing, which is awesome. You bought a new house. You did all these things. Like where are you at at the moment with everything?
1: yeah so we yeah we bought a new house um which oh, now I, you learned not to post
0: on instagram yes, unfortunately
1: yes. what a shame i
0: know the world we live in because you see everyone else doing it because it's you know you've got a very big following it's probably yeah. a little bit more risky
1: yeah well it's it's like it sucks in a way because i'm like you know, my personal brand is still me. Like at the end yeah. of the day, I want to be able to share some of these things. But yeah, I had enough people sign into my DMs after I shared um, my sold sign. For those who don't didn't see it, like I shared yeah. the photo of my sold sign that had the real estate's um, the like company, um, the company underneath, and I had a few messages from people that were like, "Oh, you know, you really should take that down." And the first couple, I just was like, "Oh, this a bit like." <laughs> too much surely <laughs> and then i had a couple more messages and, and one of them was like look this is my full-time job is to protect oh. the status like oh. so you know i really <laughs> recommend there's some creeps out there and i was like saying Yuck. to mom i was like i don't have a stalker wouldn't i know if i had a stalker and mom's like yeah probably but then i was thinking about it and i was like well if a stalker's doing a good job i probably wouldn't know if wouldn't know you wouldn't know Anyway, so I Yuck. deleted it. I deleted it, but I did buy my first home, so very exciting. We're here in Geelong. Um, what
0: else? Maybe stop saying where you live too. I don't oh,
1: know. Come <laughs> on, hey, <everyone>. it's Geelong.
0: <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> everyone knows where I train. Half the time I've probably got my number played in the in – the,
0: Yes, like, stop it, man. They can fight um, you.
1: Yeah, come at me. Um, <laughs> I've got Ollie. He's my guard dog.
0: I know. Oh, bless. So,
1: yeah, that, that's exciting. Uh, what else is happening? We're in the process as well of building out an app. So we've just started mm. that too. And that'll be sort of with the women's health movement probably early next year. Amazing. Um, so that's exciting. We've got um, a new product, Habitual Yourself, which will be launching in the near future as well. So that's something you'll have to stay tuned for that. Mm. And, yeah, we've just been building out the coaching business and I'm the same as you like sometimes it feels like there's so much on your plate and I'm like man I dished up a big serve but yeah you know I got a large appetite so it's, it's good to <laughs> be able it. to do it and I do I do have like an incredible team behind me that I do share the load with um which is so important like something I have really really learned to appreciate is just delegating like over the last 12 months like mm. I would be completely burnt out, to be honest, if I didn't delegate. Sometimes things feel like too much, um, and it's so comforting to know that you've got, I've got people behind me um, that can really help and that I can trust. You know, so yeah. important. I think it's really difficult for people. Like sometimes we we always say like asking for help is so important but even just sometimes communicating and sharing what you're going through you'll find that you won't actually need to ask for help as often as you think Mm. like if you're voicing like how you're feeling and what's going on for you and all the things that you're doing sometimes help just happens like sometimes help just comes in people take things off your plate and they assist you and that's something that um i've really learned to appreciate that you know you don't always have to ask if you've got the right people in your corner sometimes things will just be taken from you
0: That's true because, you know, you can just be having a conversation with someone and then they're like, oh, I know so-and-so who builds websites or so-and-so who is a bricklayer. Like people know everyone. Word of mouth. mouth? And I've really noticed that. And I've noticed that, you know, when people come to me and saying, oh, I'm really tired today, I need this done, whatever. It's like, oh, let me give you so-and-so's number. And they're just like, oh, okay. Because often I'm, I'm like that as well. You think you need to do everything. And that's probably the control freak part I don't like using the word freak, but we love having control over something we've worked so hard for building our businesses. So it is hard to sort of, you know, reach out and find someone that you do trust, but you can't do everything and and really keep learning that. So you reach the ceiling. And then, yes, the quality of work might not be the same as you, but you can still climb. And, like, Mm -hmm. to have a team, and you know about that as well, it's important to learn together and realise it's never going to be perfect all the time, but it's a learning experience with a team, and I think that's such a beautiful thing, Um, just to have that connection with people, but then also help grow your business even bigger and better.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think something for me, like, I guess, dropping my own expectations and being invested in teaching people how to be better rather than the best straight away um, has been like a big learning curve for everyone we have to go through it like if you want to be able to expand and grow and leave like you know a real imprint um and be able to actually impact and change people we have to give them the compassion um that we probably gave ourselves right at the start with that mentality so being able to do that like i've really enjoyed that like i've really enjoyed the mentoring aspect of things and you know even with coaching just watching people slowly get to where they want to be like so so um what's the word internally motivating there are a lot of hand actions
0: going on and I love it. it's like a big game of charades I can't
1: remember what the word is it's a good fulfilling. word fulfilling fulfilling that's the <laughs> word I was going for very fulfilling um so that's that's me I guess um professionally and then I actually started prep this week so that's exciting too. oh did you announce that on IG I feel like I'm just it's just always you're incredible. so like oh.
0: outside the grain now and everything that we're like hey wanna prep. we used to do that all the yeah. time that's yeah. why my first reaction was wait wait, did I miss the post like
1: yeah. <laughs> yes yeah like did it happen oh my god you announced it mustn't be real I know bloody hell no. no. if so we I announced
0: s- everything we'd just crumble no, it's no, too it's much going on <laughs> you know I like
1: I like I'm always that person that likes to action and then announce I've always been yeah, okay. like I like to get some momentum in things and them be like, oh yeah, like it's doesn't everyone know? Like, I don't know, aren't we doing this? It's fine. Whatever. I don't know, man, but, but congrats. I, so, what thanks. does this first week look like for you? Um, well, I've decided like it's 30 weeks, guys, so it's like by far the longest prep that I've ever done. Yeah, but I wanted to do it in like a couple of phases, so yep. I wanted to do like a 12 week initial sort of phase and then have like three, four weeks. Um, at maintenance and then 12 weeks again, and then that would leave me three weeks, um, ahead of schedule. So even though 30 weeks sounds like a long time, when you break it down and you account for life, flexibility, holidays, Mm -hmm. travel, everything else, you know, I'm, I'm always on the fence of having longer preps. Uh, oh yeah you can you can turn the dial up um a lot more slowly uh, and gradually than if you were like we used to do 12 week preps right i can't even oh, believe right, it man. how did we do it crack it under know. pressure um mm. but yeah for me it pretty much just looks like about a 25 to 30 percent deficit um more of a moderate deficit at the moment i'm front loading cardio this time as well so i've put in sort of three cardio sessions
0: so for people um, that don't know
1: what front loading is do you mind just um explaining Yeah, so pretty much, um, I guess, traditionally when it comes to bodybuilding, perhaps a lot of people backload, which means they increase the deficit as you get towards stage so they'll add more cardio in towards so then by the end of it they're doing usually the most amount of cardio eating the lowest amount of calories yeah Um, my sort of preference is always to front load and i've seen like good results with doing this with people like even just in general dieting phases Um, so going more aggressive when you're one more motivated Mm. Two, have more body fat. Um, mm. And three, eating the most calories um, or coming from that energy-wise. Um, I prefer to increase aerobic fitness, um, lower calories, and just go harder at the start. Yeah. So- When body fat gets lower, training gets more intense, your um, window of tolerance gets smaller, Mm. Um, you can have more refades, pull back on the cardio, account for more time for, you know, parasympathetic rest and all those sorts of things. So the, the first 12 weeks for me is going to be more of like a, hit the ground sort of running approach um, and just go a bit harder because, yeah, I've sort of had a pretty good off-season in terms of like I've spent the last maybe three, four months in a surplus, Nice, um, just a couple of hundred calories. um, And, yeah, that's been good. So I was at the point where I was like, I'm freaking ready. And that's what you want to feel like, right? Like you want to feel so ready psychologically and physically um, Mm. that you're ready to diet before you go into it. And we covered that in an episode um, a couple of weeks ago, like the the importance of spending time at maintenance or above, not just for physical um, aspects, but psychological. People really underestimate that.
0: Oh, you have to. You just have to have some flexibility. You have to feel nourished. You have to be sleeping well and not doing too much because, you know, this whole time we always talk about how many things are on our plate. Like you don't want to have that as another factor unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, so indirectly, like you i've mentioned that I've been doing a little bit more cardio and I'm still loving it mm. uh, but also knowing in a in a time now where I've got a little bit more stress yeah. to pull back and i've I've had sort of a deload fortnight to be honest um and it's just been amazing, but by doing uh, more cardio I'm actually really really enjoying it it's not with the intention to lose weight but indirectly mm-hmm. I am a little bit just because I'm not sitting down as much my digestion's better so what you mentioned when you're on higher calories if you are doing cardio it just keeps things moving quite nicely you don't yeah. feel like bloated and and yuck when you're on those higher calories yeah. Um, and then it's good time to do your Q&As on Instagram or reply to DMs yeah. or watch a show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really enjoying it. But I'm not, I'm loosely tracking at the moment um, with the intention to be in a deficit. And I'm, I'm definitely feeling it. But yeah. So we're kind of indirectly doing it to, yes. together. Yeah. yeah. My end point, I don't really know what the end point is. I just wanted to sort of. 12 make week cut of with stuff. me, Johnny. Twelve, 12 week, week cut. Up. We won't use the word mini cut. No, just cut. Twelve weeks. I think <laughs> so because really. you start to get a little bit uncomfortable, and and you know when you're ready to make that change. you yeah, you know get when you're that ready. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, I was talking about this in a group call the other day. When you first enter a uh, surplus or a maintenance phase, it's almost like you go through three or four different stages, right? Mm. Like at the start, you increase calories, and it's great. You're like fine. You don't notice anything. You're great. More energy. Gym's yep. going awesome. Blah blah blah. Strengths going up. You can feel that in like maybe literally the first couple of weeks, right? And then maybe like a month has passed, and you go through the, do I dare say the fluffy stage? Like <laughs> the start the scales start to creep up a little bit, or maybe they're not. Maybe just storing more glycogen. You feel a bit softer. Um, your muscles feel fuller, but you're definitely feeling that you're in a surplus. That's the point where most people pull the pin they go nah I'm feeling fluffy go back go back to yeah right? that is the part you have to sit in yeah. and just ride that wave it only lasts for maybe a month or something until your body really starts utilizing it your training intensity increase your recovery mm. increase and you start really feeling the physical uh, benefits of a surplus and building that's yeah. the part you've got to push past to be able to get to the next stage mm-hmm. which is when you're like oh, calories are awesome training is yep. great recovery is good this is awesome you get to that phase you've just got to really like sit in the new little bit of discomfort and normalize yourself like we go through a bit of body dysmorphia when we're constantly dieting you just see yourself in the mirror so then every kilo you really feel it no one else sees it right Mm. but you really feel it so it's about pushing past like that second stage so that you can get to the third one and then as you mentioned danny the fourth one when you're like all right (laughs)
0: you
1: know, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready like I've, re- I've i've earned the right you know i've really pushed hard my training's improved but i'm feeling a bit slow a bit sluggish maybe my body fat's creeping up a little too much um and it's time mm. to sort of rein it back in so i think you yep. go through those stages and i definitely did
0: <laughs> oh 100 and it's it's easy to let go of the reins but just by changing lifestyle habits because you're, you're more flexible when you're in a surplus like yeah. a lot of people still track all their calories good on you but i didn't- definitely don't because you're going out to dinner you're like i'm in a surplus whatever like it's good um but it is easy to let go of the reins but for me one of the most things where i'm like okay i'm ready if i have obviously events on and i'm in front of people cool um, but then just having to buy new clothes all the yeah. time and it's like bloody hell even though I love shopping and, and a lot of people do but to have all the different wardrobes is very annoying but I know that I'll I've thrown out all of the stuff that I would wear when I was mm. competing because I'm like there's no way I want to drop two sizes ever huh. again because I'd be just I'd be gone so yep. yeah so now I'm kind of embracing okay this is my new, new like normal. happy medium now new normal I'm gonna get clothes in all this size and this is me like yes um so yeah all the comp stuff over the weekend I just not comp stuff but when I was competing in that size yep. it's all gone now really good. I've accepted That's it awesome. it's because I would have, have I would have to lose all my muscle again as well yeah good. you know what really it's good. like it's so hard to get clothes for me it's like the lats it can yep. fit around your waist and other things, but to zip up over lats is impossible. Oh. Um, and glutes and quads. Yeah, mate. Yeah, the areas.
1: I was, um, yeah, really well said. One of the biggest things that I see is a lot of women have feel really insecure in clothes for that reason. But then as I always say, take the clothes off. Do you still feel the same? because it most, up, baby. It up. most of the time it's not most of the time we feel insecure trying to squeeze into like yeah it's, the clothes, that fault. Just, it's the clothes fault mm. right so we just need to find things that are more comfortable for us um yeah and like you said danny like don't be scared to throw away the shit that doesn't fit and you don't intend on going back to that like i think it's really important to make sure that you do that i've definitely done that like you got dresses to. these tiny extra extra small dresses that you used to yeah fit like I can't even believe some of the things. Like literally, I held up a pair of those Nike Pro shorts the other day. I'm like, oh. I don't even think I would fit one quad, <laughs> in both of them. Like I wouldn't.
0: They're tiny.
1: What is the? Are they yeah. really made for people that exercise? I'm sorry, but they just they just don't fit anything. I would mm. have to wear like I don't know, maybe like a large to fit my ass. Like <laughs> that's the thing. Sizes are
0: different too, and what because um. I went out with Paul's mom last week and she's so into fashion and shapes and sizes. So I've actually learned so Mm. much, but it was really cool. So for someone who trains, who's got like muscle, a little bit of extra body fat, like tight clothes actually helps because if we're trying to fit into... The stereo, not saying that you know the body types are better, but just for people like you and I who find it very hard to find clothes, mm. tight clothing works well because we can yes. use the curves. We don't need all the frilly patterns and, oh, and all totally. that stuff because it's just too overwhelming. But so what I've learned this is my lesson from Paul's mum, tight clothing that shapes your figure. Um, mm-hmm. and for me, because like my back is quite wide, horizontal lines doesn't work. So if mm. the top's got like a square frame throw it it's, don't even go there because it, if the lines are horizontal it's going to make you look more horizontal
1: yeah well oh, like set. I
0: needed a notepad I'm, I'm oh. learning so yeah find something to shape your frame but of course you need to feel comfortable in it but I find yeah. for people with a bit of muscle or a little bit bigger try mm. and go tight because we would look even bigger if we wear baggy stuff yeah
1: for sure what's the brand and it's like that really like material that really hugs you There's so many, but we can play charades again. Smell it out. Here we (laughs) go. (laughs) but all of like all of those dresses like you said yes all of those dresses like they're the ones that really like um they're the ones that like look really flattering that I find on me as well like rather than like wearing maxis or even flowy dresses or I like the ones that might be tied up the top and around your waist and then they'll come out like those sorts of ones like can suit you really well because the biggest thing I find is like just the the Like I might be literally a size 10 to 12 in my thighs and in my glutes and then I literally might be like a six in my waist and then Mm. an eight up top. Um, But then you've got shoulders and lats, so you need something that's open. So when you think about that, right, Mm, like mm. we're never really going to fit into like conventional clothes um, because they're not designed for us and that is so fine. Because everyone's so different. We're we're a small percentage of the population, to be honest, like women that really train and want to build muscle and for phys- their physiques like a lot of a lot of like general society still idolizes being really skinny mm. right and not having like curves and shape it's becoming more common for sure but when you look at like who conventional clothes are made for it's just probably not us
0: yeah like for people who are quite thin wear your patterns where I feel like I'm just giving I'm just I'm so excited about. that I learned so many things as a woman you want to learn these things um yeah. they yeah if you're a bit thinner And you Mm -hmm. don't have much shape. That's so fine as well. But you can get away with the frills and the flowiness and and to create shape. But like it made me just feel so much more comfortable with wearing normal clothes because because of lockdown as well, I would just live in active wear and I still do. But just having those little tips really helped with the confidence. You know, we've got so many events coming up and people are getting married all the time and you don't (laughs) want to be stressed out about finding something to wear. Um, And go to a tailor. You can Mm. go to tailors. If something Mm. doesn't fit you 100%, get them to, to tape it in or make it fit your body.
1: Yeah, I really I need to good. do that. I really need yeah. to, like, like redo my wardrobe. Like, do it. It's
0: so fun. I need to do that.
1: You've inspired me. I'm going
0: to do it. Yeah, but you need someone to who Help really you. knows their shit. Yeah. It's as if I had a personal stylist. It was yeah. amazing. Well,
1: you know, there's actually people that you can pay to, like, go shopping with you and they'll dress you and they'll look at your body style and they yeah. give you advice. I need one of them. I need one do of it. them. It's so good. You know, that's how, even though we're, now I'm
0: just talking about that's how kim kardashian started out she was um a stylist to paris hilton really just a random fact that i don't know you can know. tell i've just been spending more time watching the oscars and trying to learn about fashion but yeah there you go so people have stylists. loving that that sound <laughs> that's
1: going around about kim kardashian it's like it's like people don't want to work these days yeah <laughs> i i they work hard though i don't they know, do. people- they, they were fucking they're hard not and I
0: admire them,
1: yep. like, to be everyone honest. Everyone laughed at the Kardashians and now they're not laughing,
0: right? Oh nah, like, man, Kris Jenner's a, a demon. She's a workhorse, like, and, and that's why they're so successful because, and that's why they overtook Paris Hilton, you know, because she just wanted everything handed to her and, you yeah. know, all of this, but they hustled and everyone hates on them. And I suppose mm-hmm. to go back to some of the points that we'll talk about, about other people's opinion, like, who cares? They've got a brand. They stuck with it. Yeah, people talk shit, but it doesn't matter. There's a reason why Kylie Jenner was the first billionaire under 18. Like they just nailed personal brand and just didn't stop.
1: Crazy. Insane to watch the growth of that. Um here we are. Yeah, we- we're not it. Let's
0: just ditch our notes. I reckon we're on a good tangent. Or what? <laughs> well, maybe we can make the other the episode because it's just going to be
1: so irrelevant because our yeah.
0: tangents are just that good.
1: Yeah, I'm loving the tangents though. <laughs> I think it's really important to be able to get on and just do some general conversations. You know, I know a lot of us um want to learn things, right? And I think it's actually really important. Like a lot of again, high achievers, like we love the short course and the coaching and all the aspects that come with learning, too, but we can't always live in that mentality like I I have podcasts for example that I listen to for different topics Mm. you know like so when I want to learn something I'll listen to this one when I want some business advice I'll listen to this one when I want a bit of like um like a bit of fun I'll listen to this one and you have like different genres that can sort of like fulfill your needs
0: what's ours I feel like we cross over into so many lucky we've got notes so people know what they're going to get before they click um on our podcast it's fun though it makes me so happy doing these podcasts
1: yeah me too and something i would actually love to just gently plug while we're in the middle of an episode we would love to get some more reviews on apple Podcasts about the things that you guys are enjoying um (laughs) on on the app it really helps push the podcast and our content um in front of more people so that you know we can continue to do this podcast and be able to deliver deliver more value for free as well
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going through a whole rebranding post- process of the podcast, to be honest. I don't know if we've shared that on here, but we're ditching, can, can I talk about it? Yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, so- Can't, um have to now. Well, we're here <laughs> and it's, we're on the podcast and it's live. Um, so we're ditching the competitor photo. So mm-hmm. we're going to have a new cover photo and a new identity just because, well, Sherelle's the only one who's going to be competing. I've said, see you later. Um, mm-hmm. But we really do want to expand as we have been in just more- yeah life stuff it's always going to be health and nutrition and training but you know just have tangents about fashion and you know other things that's what we really want to do um and then having more guests on but guests that are kind of outside of the industry as well um, and i look forward to doing that too and and cherelle specifically requested that we ditch the pink
1: so we're not going to have any more pink
0: In our branding.
1: Look, nothing on pink, but like you said, Danny, something that i really learned to appreciate like over the last couple of years is that fitness is more than what we do in the gym. Um, And Mm. I think it's really important to be able to like literally impregnate that idea into everyone else. Impregnate, what a word. Impregnate, like impregnate that idea. (laughs) Well, we did, we learnt that through COVID, didn't we? Like when the gym got taken away, when no one was competing, when like the world Mm. was happening, like, podcasts, like, went crazy because, you know, personal development is, is a lot more and that's really what we go to the gym for. Like, we go to the gym to be better people. Mm. Um, and everyone that's listening to that will make it an assumption, but, like, a lot of us love that personal development, self-development style of things. And that's what podcast does really well. And Mm. I think Danny as well, like we relate a lot of what we do with training and gym and nutrition. Like it all comes back to just bettering ourselves at the end of the day. So we really want to be able to rebrand but give a fresh start to the podcast. Um so it's not, you know, like the competing was like the thing that I guess allowed us to be able to move into this space and have that perspective. So yeah. We still like, we still will support everyone on those journeys. And obviously I'll be on it with you um, at the end of the day. It's Mm -mm. not going anywhere. It's just giving like a fresh cover, a fresh face, um, a more mature uh, vibe to the way it looks and appears on like your grid as well
0: yeah yeah it's exciting because we're growing and it's important that we take all you guys on the journey with us you know Cheryl's talking about houses we're building apps we're, we're you know we're adults man one day touch wood hopefully not soon one of us might be pregnant soon when you're talking about impregnate you know, no, I know no. your eyes just popped out like the cartoons you know <laughs> these things are going to happen so we can't be having kids and then still a photo of us It shredded in a bikini. It's just not realistic, a little bit inauthentic. But I'm really enjoying our ride because this is a space, you know, for you and I to challenge and reflect Mm. each other, but then just have that relatability, hopefully, with people listening because we're all going through things in life. So this is an awesome platform for us to share it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And even from like a business perspective, guys, like being able to rebrand and have something that really stands up as like a position of authority in in the podcasting space that we can have guests on and we can Mm. really treat them with the respect that we really want to be able to. Like not that we're not, but at the moment I feel like our content has gone in a different path as to Mm. when we first started. Mm. That's really the main thing. It's like we're branded as... What we were right from episode one, like, yeah, you know, lessons we've learned, right? We've learned a lot more since then. progressive overload, progressive overload, right? <laughs> Needs to apply to every area of your life, including your branding. So, true. You know, ideally like in business you don't really want to be rebranding unless you need to right like you shouldn't be rebranding all the time you need to build a brand mm. um and we really had no idea starting a podcast what the hell we were doing <laughs> literally <laughs> I, I didn't know that is like what it was i just thought it was social media to be honest yeah. it sort of is. but i i just thought yeah start a podcast it's really simple a bit naive of me but that's how all things happen right we don't really know until you know and then when you yeah. know you learn a bit better and you make better so that's just what we're doing at the moment we're really just investing into this space to make sure that we can continue to deliver high quality value uh reach more people and also just be able to get more experts more opinions not even just experts just more people on the podcast to be able to you know help us along the way How exciting. I reckon that's it. Maybe we can
0: wrap it up and then we'll try again next week for for that episode. But that was fun. We'll bring that episode next
1: week. Uh, (laughs) So we we really do hope you did enjoy this episode. And as I mentioned um, throughout, really would love some more reviews on the Apple uh, Podcast app if Mm. you've been enjoying the show. Um, So make sure that you do that. And then as always, please do take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Thanks, everyone.